we're back and we're sad we're very sad say hi guys no i'm good it is a couple days removed from the georgia loss and unfortunately for us we're gonna have to sit here and talk about it matthew why don't you go ahead worst loss of the ken palm era for alabama Worst loss in the Ken Palm era. And to uh, explain what that means, Kenneth Pomeroy is a man who loves college basketball and made his own website with uh, ratings of teams based on a lot of uh, data analytics on KenPalm.com. And through things like um, he'll calculate adjusted offense, adjusted defense, tempo, strength of schedule, and he uses all of these things to compile his list of rankings. And so Tuesday night was the worst loss, meaning the biggest gap between two teams in the rankings. And what 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 was Alabama going into Tuesday? Like 17, 16? I believe they were 16th. And Georgia was, well, Georgia is currently 210th picked up their first SEC win of the season. So far Alabama has just been in the business of saving jobs whether it be Penny Hardaway or Tom, Tom Green, Quanzo <laughs> even or even Quanzo Martin. So yeah, what what did y'all see? Uh what did you wish you didn't see? Let's let's go ahead and start actually talking about the game. I, I wish I didn't see probably the worst effort I've seen Javon Quinterly ever give in a basketball game. That yeah, that's was, a big that one. That was yeah. utterly pathetic. I it mm. was I wanted to gouge my eyes out watching that <laughs> basketball game, and Javon Quinterly was a, a big reason why. And it makes me sad because in the last podcast I was like, "Yo, I'm I I, I, I was really Javon excited. Quinterly. I was excited." And yeah. then he gives out this performance, and you're like, "What the heck? This was." <laughs> I agree. That like. Go ahead, Jacob. Uh, I mean, it's just effort at this point. Like, there is zero doubt that we have the talent, that we have the ability in coaching. It's just, like, it's literally just effort. Uh, and that's just so frustrating. Uh, speaking of Javon Quinterly's performance, uh, 26 minutes. Okay, that's a lot of minutes. It's the only thing that there's a lot of. <laughs> uh, five points, one for seven from three, two for nine from the, uh, the, the floor. In How many turnovers? Two. Yeah, only that's, two. That's okay. It's still not good. Well, our starting lineup had uh, fourteen turnovers oh combined. My goodness. So we had nineteen turnovers. Uh, again, pulling up sports reference here, uh, we have, I believe, not many games where we go under uh, ten turnovers. I bet you were undefeated in those games. Uh, we are. Uh, how about uh, that? Actually, let's see. Turnovers, turnovers. Uh, South Dakota State, yes. When. And uh, Missouri lost, so we were one on one. Wow, only two games under ten turnovers mm-hmm. the whole year. That's insane. That's Which really I, problematic. That is, and if that like just under ten isn't super super uncommon. It's the number of games where we go like thirteen, twenty two, seventeen, 19, 22. 15, 22. nineteen. Which game? Which was game? That? Was South Alabama. Ah, oh, that makes okay, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. that sense. Effort, turnovers, uh, defensively. It was dreadful. Terrible. And the worst part, and Jacob, we were talking about this in the car on the way over here, that rotation-wise, like teams will just swing the ball around. They'll drive and kick. They will do the most vanilla high school basketball offense, and we can't rotate. 
we can't close out on shooters and we're just undisciplined. Like we'll help too far over. It leaves a shooter leaves a super shooter, excuse me, wide open in the corner. And I, that happened against Georgia a ton of times. I would notice that the best they looked defensively was when Britton Johnson was in the game. And that is because we had Britton playing this little like he was playing on the block and he was kind of like in a zone and everyone else was like helping but also they were really engaged and really active to try to make up for like try to like because Britain's in the game they know they have to like make up for if he gets beat or something like that and they looked way more engaged and they actually got stops and that's how Britton Johnson ended up plus nine the highest plus minus on the team props to him he yeah props to him he He brought it it. he brought it when nobody else did yeah Uh, need some more people to give that kind of effort please uh speaking of effort and things uh, I'm not gonna pull the injury card because obviously we should be able to beat Georgia nearly with like. We no, should be able no to start available. Chiku and beat Georgia. That's correct. <laughs> I mean, they don't have a big man. Uh, Juwan Gary being out has been. Oh yeah, that hurts. Pretty, that, that hurts. Like yeah. that's pretty influential. Uh, so, I don't know if we get him back for Saturday. I believe that we do. I don't think Oates has said officially, but I would be shocked if he didn't play, just because that is like. It's been a couple like that. He's already missed three games, right? Yeah. Well, he because he went out right, like missed ten two minutes full in LSU, games. Yeah. You would think he'd be back. It'd be really nice to have him back. I think he'll be back. Uh, that that's my official projection. So I I think we can rely on that for, is for him to play. You heard it here first. Joel and Gary's going to play on Saturday. Yeah. Another guy I want to talk about is James Rojas. And so we were high on James Rojas after he came back from from his injury. He looked really engaging, really energized against Mississippi State. He energized the team, and he does some little things right. He's always aggressive. He's more aggressive than basically the entire team. With one leg. With one leg. He gets after it. He hustles for rebounds. But then, I feel like, like last year, he was trying to do too much. He shot seven shots from the field. He was two for seven, and, like, that's fine. But four of those should not be threes. We don't need James Rojas to be taking four three-pointers. James Rojas is not even a volume if he made, No, he's not. <laughs> even if he made one. And, and the tip-in. Oh, he, my gosh. <laughs> or, like, he also clanked those two free throws down the stretch, too. Oh, and if he makes... That is true. If you... This is going to get super hypothetical, but if you take away his tip-in for Georgia and then he converts both and ones... I'm pretty sure we go to overtime. I'm no mathematician, but that sounds like the six-point gap that we were missing, which is more, painful. More or less, yes. It, yeah. Like, that hurts so bad. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to find that. He gives it his all. Forward. He really does. He does. Just, he does. He does not have the talent to back it up at this point. And no. He has one leg. But, I like, I don't want to start him necessarily – He's gotta. We've got to use him in spurts off the bench. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, he I don't. Needs to be a rally behind the guy. He like, doesn't need. He should not have seven more minutes than Noah Gurley. Yeah, that's. I don't understand that one. I also thought Noah Gurley gave effort, so I don't. I like Gurley. Gurley's been pretty good Noah for Gurley us lately. Didn't play bad versus. He had Georgia. eleven. Wait, yeah. when did that happen? He had eleven against Georgia. Yeah, we need to yeah. start Gurley. He had a, uh, yeah, only had three fouls too. It was. 
Like he, yeah, he played Curly well. played really well. Yeah. Eleven points, five for seven shooting in seventeen minutes. Also had six boards. He should have played a lot more, in my opinion. Then also losing Gary hurts. Miles is probably going to be out for a couple weeks. Yeah, I think they reported that they didn't give an official report, but I think it was uh, like a knee hyperextension. Out with a knee. Out with a knee. Out with a knee. And so, I that's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. Missing his length. We have. Like, how many scholarship wings right now? Two? If Gary comes back, three? Yeah. Is Gary a wing? Does that count? Uh, shot quality. I'd say he's a wing, yes. So uh, that'd give us three. Three. So Gary, Ellis, and Holt. Which who you, is you can't you can't play Deshaun Holt. I'm sorry. He, he got in, played one minute, turned it over immediately. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't, like, I don't know why he's still getting minutes. I don't know why he's still on the team. Well, that's a little. That's <laughs> I will say this uh, next year if he is not transferred or yeah, I'm gonna cut. be sh- I'm gonna be pretty surprised if he's still on the team next year. I would be shocked. Some positives though, Charles Bediaco looked good. Yeah, I liked what well. I saw from him. <clears throat> he hadn't played a, a great game in a while. He was yeah. four for five from the field, eight points, eight boards. Like that's that's good. That's he good. he looked more aggressive than he's looked. Lately, now he did struggle pulling down some defensive rebounds. Yeah, because statistically, I think we're the three hundred something ranked team in the country in defensive rebounding. Oh, uh, yeah, two hundred ninety fifth. Two hundred ninety fifth. That's that's, that's terrible. Uh, also, Georgia didn't really have a true big, so to not be able to uh, kind of handle that. No, they didn't. Was awful. That was the worst. They don't have what they started. Their big man that they started was what six eight. Yeah, that's that's terrible. Mm-hmm. This is so sad. <laughs> we're just awful. we're just so I, upset. One other positive was Jaden Shackelford. Jaden Shackelford did play well. If I know he nobody got me. I know well. Jaden Shackelford. I know Shaq got me. Six of nine from three, twenty points. He had twenty. Mm-hmm. Keon was good too. Keon, and good. we need that Keon. Going forward, like I know we keep saying, like, oh, we need a leader to step up. It's clearly not Quinterly. That's not. And Shackelford can lead with his play on the court, but he's not a vocal guy. No. It's got to be Keon, right? Yeah. And I feel like we've been saying this, but like, when is it going to happen? Hopefully soon, but it realistically, it, it just, probably it won't. Deadline may never up. happen. It may yeah. not happen. And the thing about the thing about JQ. Is he was really he had twenty six minutes and five points like we said that already but that's just so bad. He also had a similar performance against Missouri. He just was able to turn it on in the last bit. He was one of seven from three. Yeah, so he's shooting probably fifteen percent now from all, three. Our misses Tuesday looked awful. They did like m- every shot that was taken like did not look like it was going in. Also, I believe uh, except Shaxx. Yeah, b- besides him. Uh, let me let me check myself here before I go with this, but uh, yes. Yeah, so we were three from, we were three for twenty five from three from people not named Jaden Shackelford, folks. That's, oh, that's literally twelve percent. That's bad. We are shooting. We're also around three hundredth in three point percentage this year. Yeah, and that like, we're shooting like right at thirty percent as a team. We have three guys shooting over 33%. We only have three guys making a third of their threes. And they are Jaden Shackelford, Darius Miles, and who's the third? I forgot the third. 
Is it Keon? Yeah, it's Keon. It's Keon. It's Keon. Oh, Keon's catch and shoot is so pretty. It is. Like Keon's actually a good shooter. Keon I wish he would shoot more. And he yeah. was, he was one for five. It didn't feel like he was one for five. Uh, he had nine boards. Yeah. That. That's just. The only player we haven't talked about is JD, who. Fine, he was fine. He, he, had, he had seven assists. I, yeah, he did, which is really nice. He ran the offense better than Javon Corley. He did. is what he is. Like, it, we kind of have to come to terms with the fact that he's not going to be as aggressive as we want him to be. Yeah, which is unfortunate, unless he just flips switch and decides that he needs to. But he's doing enough. Yeah, I, I, I would like to see slightly more from him, but I think he. I mean, I think he's playing well. I would too, but he's he's doing enough. Like my, I don't think my gripes are with him. No, no. Uh, my because, guys are definitely with JQ. Well, with the the way that he plays point guard too, like he is such a pass first that like I don't expect him to have like seventeen, eighteen a game. Like yeah, and when he does, it's great. Yeah, like uh, Saturday against Missouri was huge. Um, mm-hmm. So that was big. But yeah, I mean, uh, talking offensive rating from Saturday or from Tuesday, uh, Bediako had a one twenty two. Oh, that's good. Uh, Keon also had a one twenty two. Rojas had an eighty six. So makes sense. What did Javon have? <laughs> Gosh. 78. Yikes. Uh, Darius Miles had a 66. It's not ideal. Oh, that's not good for Miles either. Yeah. Well, he was just 0 for 4 from the field. Yeah. Right. And, and had one board. However, big for him was he had 123 defensive rating. That's so, okay. That's something. Only – and Shaq had a 121. I think what's killing us with JQ is that last season when we really hit our stride, oh, when we, we moved him to the bench, he was scoring double digits a game. And we finally had a go-to guy at the end of the like at the end of the shot clock, or like when we needed a bucket, it was ISO JQ and let him blow by whoever is guarding him, and he would go on like six o eight o runs by himself just getting layups, or he would f- be able to find the open man. And so far, he like in the past month, he's lost so much confidence that he hasn't been able. We haven't been able to run nearly anything through him and like last year we went as like oddly enough even with guys like Herb Jones and John Petty and Josh Primo on that team we still ran through Quinterly it felt like at the end of the season like we went as Quinterly went he was the engine and that's kind of what we needed that's what we still need this year but he's just I don't know if he's not there mentally like I don't know what the deal I don't know if he's stressed about his upcoming contract with the Shanghai Sharks, like <laughs> Guangdong Tigers. Like I don't know what the deal is here, but on this note, I am very intrigued about his game log from last year, and are there similarities? So, uh, well, he was already playing well by now right. at this point last year. That was, but he started the the like the double digit streak around now. February, like around now. But we were already playing well. Okay, yeah. So, I will say this. Saturday? Mm-hmm. No, yes. Saturday is January 29th. Last year, at this time, JQ had had a very similar stretch. And then his he last was five, playing... he had gone 12, 7, 22, 4, 5, and then zero against Oklahoma. That's true. He was playing really bad around late, like mid-January. So The 22 was against LSU, wasn't it? Uh, yes. So uh, That makes sense. From LSU at home on, never drop below ten. So hopefully he does the same thing. Now, obviously, this the similarities between this te- year's team and last year's team are 
not a ton. Not really. But no. <laughs> maybe we can count it on JQ to turn it around coming into February. I hope so. Which would be nice. Uh, yeah, could be could be cool. One other thing I want to talk about, and I want to get both of y'all's opinions on this, is uh, where we're projecting this team in the NCAA tournament. And also what we have to – the games we have to win – schedule wise to get wherever we think we're going to get yeah um so just to start it off what seed do you think we're gonna be jeez i'd say probably a seven seed i, th- I think that's I'll what know. i think I, th- I think we'll be a seven seed and that i'm fine with that i am too like with Alabama, just just get into the tournament. This team has talent. They could make a run. We can beat really good teams. We beat Gonzaga. Like, yeah. It, and Houston. Yeah. It's yeah. two it, top seven teams. Anything can happen. Almost in beat March. Auburn. Like, you just got to get there. Yeah. I I think we finished six and four. Uh, That's fair. And so, that puts us at 19 and 12. 19 and. 11? Yeah. Yeah, and I believe our, our magic number right now would be 18 wins just to just to make the tournament. I like, think 17 gets us in with how many good wins we have. Also, depending on what we have the rest of the way. Because yeah. if we go, like, working back, so if we beat LSU at LSU, that's solid. If we win Saturday against Baylor, uh, if if we win. I, I think we need one of the next three. Just, we, just yes, one. Just we do one need of one of the next three. I absolutely agree with that. I think one of the next three and then finish Six and two of the rest of the games, and I think we're. I think that's possible. Whatever math that is, because at the end, like you've got the the toughest games. You you after this three game stretch, you have Kentucky on the road later, LSU on the road later. But aside from those two, you get like Arkansas at home, you get Mississippi State at home, you get A and M at home, South Carolina at home, Carolina at home, and then you go to Ole Miss and Vandy. Now, I'm not calling those wins because we saw what just happened Tuesday night, right? But those are more winnable away games than other ones would be. And so, like, there's still tons of opportunities and tons of chances. Yeah, the roof isn't falling in. Also, I want to go back and correct myself. It is a little early in the morning. Uh, a 125 defense rating is bad. So, oh, uh, <laughs> Keon Ellis had a, 90, a defense rating of, like, 85-95. Okay, so, so low at, defensive ratings are good. Yeah, so it, Darius on, Miles on having... Sports reference. Yes. Interesting. 61 offensive rating, 125 defensive rating is atrocious. Okay, well... So that's that's not... Come that's on, not freak. That's okay. But it's all right. Uh, but back to the to the tournament. Yeah. The, the, some of the metrics that, like, teams... Or that the committee uses to seed teams, the metrics love us. Whether why I don't know, but whether it be twenty in Ken Palm, yeah, in in Ken Palm's rankings were twentieth, still sitting at thirteen and seven, in the net, we're twenty fifth, twenty fourth. The metrics love us. Like we, the metrics love like us. We and shot quality. Loves it's because us. we have so many good wins. Yeah, and our quad one record is really good. Like let's look at Ken Palm. Top 20. We beat Gonzaga. We have an opportunity to beat number two in Ken Palm Baylor. We beat number four in Ken Palm Houston. Uh, we have an opportunity to go 2-0 and o against number seven in Ken Palm Kentucky. That won't happen, but we can dream. We can. Uh, we still have another shot against we Auburn. We can split with Auburn. Uh, That's five teams in the top ten. We beat Tennessee. And LSU. And LSU. And yeah. And that's it. But I mean, That's a lot that, of that's good it. wins. Yeah. 
our good our wins are really good our losses are really bad but if we if we do end up which i think will be around a seven just because i think we'll probably get one of the next three i think we can get one of the next three we could get two i, I still think we go to the, the winnable two. ones are are at home like baylor baylor and kentucky are, are yeah. winnable um but if you get one and you end like nineteen and eleven, and then you make the make the semis in the SEC tournament, then you're looking at twenty one, twenty two, and twelve, twenty one and twelve, something around there. Like I think that's a seven seed, and Alabama, because of the potential they have offensively, they're gonna be the most dangerous whatever seed they are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, uh, something to consider is I feel like we are a little bit maybe similar to last year's Arkansas team. Uh, they started off. Did they start off bad? They started off really bad. We beat them about forty. I here. do remember that. Uh, That's true. So we have that, and then they kind of made a little run in the SEC tournament. Fell a little short of LSU. Uh, I think they were maybe like a four or five. Uh, fell a little short of LSU, and then ran in the tournament because they got hot. So I think it's. It's possible uh, for us to do something similar and still run. Obviously, I hate drawing comparisons to Eric Musselman's team, but I mean, realistically, we gotta we we have that sort of history on our side. Once the tournament hits, it really does become a new season for a lot of teams. It's just it's a mentality switch. You know, they can do new things. Like it, you never March know what happens, happens when you, you never get, know yeah. what's going to happen in March. Exactly. And so that if if you wanted a little hope, then there you go. Yeah, there's hope. There, there is, and unless Alabama loses out, which is we, out we of the question, <laughs> but uh, the the way this season's going to go is this team is what it is. They can win pretty much any game they're in. They can lose pretty much any game that they're in. Correct. We've played and the in, same game since uh, we actually have game five. Every, every basketball game has felt the exact same. Yes, and so if this team realizes that they want to put forth some effort and be the team that they can be, then we're going to have a fun February. But we'll we'll see what happens. Which is typically not the case, by the way. But usually we have fun January. So fun we have not had a fun January. Maybe, we'll, maybe, maybe it's a flip. Maybe it's a, maybe flip, it's a flip, and we're about to go crazy in February. You never know. Because usually Februarys are bad, but those have been, before that, has been a really good January. So that's true. I'm hoping for the best. It all starts. It all starts on Saturday with Baylor. SEC Big Twelve. We we will see. It's the whiteout. Yes, whiteout. Uh, get there early. Wear white. If you get there early, you also be given a really cool white shirt. So I saw the shirt. It looks cool. It's, it does. Look it's cool. got a. It's got a hard, hard hat. Big Twelve it says blue collar basketball. Really good stuff. So if cool. you're a student, you should 100% come. I hope and we play. Be loud, stand up. Be loud. I hope we play blue collar basketball. Yeah. A- another thing that I want to talk about for a minute is I understand that people are frustrated with the way this team is playing or maybe with some of the expectations that this team had that they're not hitting, but people calling for Nate Oates' job on Twitter has to stop. Ridiculous. That's, that's ridiculous. It's cancer, actually. If it's so bad. you're calling so for bad. Nate Oates' job, respectfully, like, that's like, get off Twitter. Honestly, like... People need to take a step back and realize a couple things. One, Alabama has not made back-to-back NCAA tournaments since 2006, something that they are about to do more than likely this year. So making the tournament at all 
is a big accomplishment. Much less being a seven. We we projected a seven seed. If Alabama's a seven seed, that's massive. I remember five years ago, I would have done anything to be a seven seed. That means you're off the bubble and you're just in the tournament. I've spent so many late Februaries and early Marches bubble watching, being like, okay, how many NCAA tournament or how many SEC tournament games do we have to win to be a 11 seed play in game? And usually it didn't happen. And so the fact that we have a team that, while it may not be meeting expectations, can still make the tournament and has the potential to make a run, that's something we need to be happy about and something that we can still celebrate. I mean, think about it. Jacob just laid out a plan to get to 21 wins. And you think about past years of Alabama, we're like squeaking to try to get to 18 or 19 by... We went 18 and 15 for like three straight years under Avery Johnson. (laughs) Like Nate Oates has raised the expectations and it's amazing. But at the same time, you have to have a little perspective and understanding that this is, we're not used to this, but we're, this is not a terrible basketball team. This is no, this is a, this is a good good basketball. This is objectively a good basketball team. This is like, they they have shown it plenty that we are a good enough team. It's just a matter of like attitude. And it's the, it's the intangibles. You want to talk about a bad team? Go look at like Ole Miss. Yeah, like, like that's, that's a, a bad, bad team. That's a bad basketball team. Uh, Georgia. Is we a bad we just lost team. to a bad basketball team, which is inexcusable. However, this team in and of itself is not bad, and this team can still have a really good end to the season. Yeah. We just haven't seen it yet. Also, firing Nato's would be like probably the dumbest thing this university has ever done. Also, can we that would be so to... stupid. It would be right up there with the the Nike deal. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, shout out to Greg Byrne for Nate Oates' $10 million buyout. Yeah, shout because out. He's not going to Louisville, that's the, for sure. Yeah, Louisville. I mean, the number of coaching jobs that will come up in the next few years that Nate Oates has to be like. Not going to Maryland. He's not going to Maryland. No one wants to go to No one Maryland. wants to go to Maryland. Sorry, John. Ross. It's, <laughs> it's just not, not the spring break capital of the Northeast. Uh, he's not going anywhere. No. I mean, he, he's Hopefully here. a new arena gets announced soon. Like, this team is fine. There are some really good players coming in next year. But the you couldn't take... People were like, oh, we're losing our best player in school history, and we're losing the best shooter in school history. We're still going to be a two-seed, right? Like That's unrealistic. You can't put that on a coach in year three with a program. Also, in year seven as a head coach. Like, Nate Oates has not been a head coach for very long. He's still learning. He as is. a head coach, which I think is an important point to remember. Like, uh, and that, he, he's going to learn some things, and this year will be a learning experience for him as much as it is for some of the players, and he'll grow from it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we see, like, a little bit of that coaching discrepancy, like, in games like Iona and Davison, where coach, like, one Patino, but uh, I forget the, Patino. The, the preacher from Davison's name that coached their team. But like he's just been there for so long and done the same thing that he's seen so much basketball and yeah, Oates is still learning. Yeah, and that's fine. Uh, just some adaptations need to be made to kind of the game plan and like different looks, different schemes. I agree, and I think he will. Yeah, I think he will, and I think he's a smart guy. The, the Nate is very, very smart. So yeah, I, exactly. I think we can expect it uh, and see it coming forward. So, you know, this is like fog, whatever. But like this feels maybe a little like twenty ten ish. For football, like what sport is that? What are you talking about? Okay, like <laughs> a lot. <laughs> a lot of a lot of players lost. Um, 
had to kind of reevaluate things after coming off a really successful year. So I, it's just what it the, seems it's, like in It's general. the growing pain year. Yeah, after the first year. year of success, right. it's the growing pain year. And so we're it, going back to, to back next year. To put some other, <laughs> to put some other things in perspective, uh, I w- I don't like comparing us to that school across the state, but I'm going to. Uh, Bruce Pearl had a losing record his first three years. Now, granted, he inherited a much worse situation over at Auburn than Nate Oates did, but still, he had a losing record to overall his first three years, and he still. Like, look at them now in year eight. Also, Bruce Pearl has been at Auburn longer than Nate Oates has been a head coach. Wow. That actually blows my mind a little bit. Yeah, Bruce, wow. is, okay. Bruce is in year eight at Auburn. Nate Oates has been a Division One head coach for seven years. If my math checks out. Four, four years at Buffalo, three years at Alabama. Yeah, math. So whenever uh, Bruce Pearl was hired at Auburn, Nate Oates was an assistant coach at Buffalo. And was like two years removed from being a math teacher. <laughs> so Nate has a lot to learn, and he will. Our players have a lot to learn. And we've already seen the potential of both Nate Oates as a head coach and some of these players. And so there's no reason to... Like, the notion that firing Nate Oates or moving on from him or that him going to Louisville would be better for this program is absurd. Foolish. Absolutely ridiculous. Like- who are you going to hire? Yeah, who are yeah. you going to hire that's going to do anything close to what he's doing? Also, the head coaching carousel was so nuts this offseason that, like, we would not get anyone remotely good. Nope. Like, Alabama is a relevant basketball program yeah. for the first time that any of us can remember, unless y'all remember watching Mark Godfrey's days, which I wasn't old enough to, like, actually know what I was watching. Sure. Like, I started watching Alabama basketball with, with Anthony Grant. And we were just not relevant. We had one year of relevancy with Colin Sexton. And then we're not relevant again nationally. And even then, we weren't really nationally relevant in 2018. We just had a really good player. And so Alabama has been nationally relevant on the recruiting trail and the transfer portal. Like, been ranked ranked two years in a row. Finished top five. Finished top five last year. A two seed. When was the last time we were a two seed? Before last year. Oh my gosh. It's been forever. Was it? I don't know. Was it eight, don't ask me because I don't know. <laughs> was it 87, 88? Did Godfrey ever get a two seed? That's if, what I'm trying to say. If he didn't, I, then it was Wimp. Godfrey might have gotten a two seed. I don't know. Yeah. Just some young bloods that don't know their history right here. <laughs> but, and then even if we get a seven seed this year, like that's really good. When was the last time we were a seven seed? Godfrey? Yeah, because we've only made the tournament two times since then. Yeah, we were a two seed in 2002. Okay, yeah, there you go. And so, first time we've been a two seed in 20 years. And then, let's say we're a seven seed. What was the last time we were a seven seed? Or a top top seven seed, aside from last year. We were a nine in 2018. We were an eight in 2012. And hadn't made the tournament before that since 2006. And now to have our average be a five. And right now. looking at Bracket Matrix, which is a website that averages every bracketologist's projections, were projected to be still a five seed. I'm sure that will drop. I, but there's yeah. so many chances here to just turn it around and like to be okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, we have, we have plenty of chances to turn it around. I think our 
I think our ceiling is probably a four. I think we're probably in the four to seven range. If one, like, if one not top three seed season is enough for you to want to fire a head coach, you need to really reevaluate how you look at sports as a whole. Like, football has spoiled a lot of this fan base. Like, sports don't win every single year and they're not in championship contention every single year like we are witnessing like with Nick Saban we are witnessing a once in a lifetime thing like that's not normal and so you can't let that those expectations bleed into other programs and other sports where things don't really work the same yeah like success looks different for everything uh and especially now for basketball like there's just a a, sp- yeah. a, a spoiled fan base that doesn't know like exactly what to expect from basketball, and that I mean, under, like we are understandably spoiled, but it's just a matter of like recorrecting and understanding that like that's not going to happen every year. However, success in going into the postseason in basketball is just such a different level than in football. Like getting Alabama, there is yeah. a big thing. Alabama football fans measure success by making the playoff every year, and to them that equates to the Final Four or a top three seed or something like that. When in reality, a successful college basketball program makes tournament every year. Like that's the baseline. Yeah. Like that's a very, if you, if a program makes the tournament five years in a row, like that is an incredibly successful program. Yeah. Cause that's, I mean, that's the level of consistency and I, I think we can get to that. I mean, I think we're yeah, me still too. in the conversation. Like, I, so I, I would be utterly shocked if Alabama missed the tournament this year. Yeah. I, so much would have would to continue brutal. going wrong. Theoretically, we're at rock bottom, and there's only one place to go, right? It's true. Like, I sure hope so. I, theoretically, but you just can't you just can't expect undefeated seasons or anything of that nature whenever you're talking about college basketball. Yeah, yeah. You and just you just can't do it. You can be undefeated every year and still lose in the national championship. So, thank you, Mark. Yeah. And going back to the <laughs> seeding uh, questions. So 2018, yeah. nine seed, 2012, nine seed, 2006, mm-hmm. 10 seed, 2005, five seed. And then that year we lost to UW. 2000 what? 2005. Mm. And then 2000, was that a, was that a first round loss? That was a first round loss. Ah, yes. And 2004 was our elite eight run when we were an eight mm-hmm. seed. So see yeah. the best finish in school history happened as, as an eight seed. Like making the tournament is the important part. You just got to get there. Yes, exactly. And, Alabama absolutely can. And it all starts, once again, on Saturday with Baylor. So what are we thinking about this game? How are we feeling? I feel good, personally. Uh, I like it being at home. I think we get up for the game. No way we go 0-2 <laughs> in SEC Big 12 challenges while we're students. That's a good analytic. Uh, <laughs> we were at the uh, – me and, me and Jacob went to the Oklahoma game last year. What a time. And drove out to Norman. Norman is not, the worst place on it. Not fun. Not a fun game. Well, it was the game was okay until the it end. Was, it was fine. We I, came back. Alex Reese had a heck of a game. Alex Reese did have a great game. And we ended up losing. And then Jacob said entirely too loud, at least I don't have to live in Norman, Oklahoma, as he left. Yeah. So that, w- that was a fun time. It was a good time. Uh, but, yeah. Prediction, I think we go... I'm hesitant to say anything with 70 in it between us and Baylor. Uh, (laughs) 68-64 Alabama. I'm with it. I like that. I will go in the 70s. I'll go 71-64 Baylor. So I, as much as LJ Cryer is great, I 
Matthew Miller, Meyer and Kendall Brown scare me. Just Meyer's not going to be fun to no, have he's to not. watch us play against. I'm going to go with 74, 69, Bama. I think we get the win. It would be fantastic. I don't know did. about I don't know about the next two, but I think we can pull this one out. Yes. So, yeah, is there any other last points that you want to make? A uh, little interesting on shot quality because we've got it free for a few days. So, what would you guys what like think of scoring opportunities? Like, who is it and what type of shot is it that have the highest uh, shot quality points per uh, points per like possession? So, every- shackle for three. Okay, that's up there. A quinterly layup? Nope. No? Matthew, what's your guesses? Mm. As far as number one. Shaq is two. Shaq is open catch and three. Uh, open catch and shoot three is number two. With 90th percentile. Right? Darius Miles catch and shoot three? Darius Miles. Uh, that is number three. A, oh my goodness. Keon Ellis catch and shoot? Uh, that is number four. <laughs> um. Wow. Is it? Don't tell me. Uh, I want to keep guessing. Is it a? It's not a Bediaco dunk. Uh, is it? No, that's number five. <laughs> We're just going down the list. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, a Noah Gurley post-up? That's number six. <laughs> <laughs> We're really good at guessing all the numbers besides. You're doing great. You're just not I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep going. Um, uh, let's see. Also, they have open catch and shoot and guarded catch and shoot. A Shackleford contested three. Uh, that's number seven, isn't it? That is number eleven. Okay. Um, it's not a Quinterly open three. It's not it, it, a JD drive. Nope. No. Um, who am I forgetting? What's number one? Just, just go ahead. Juwan Gary cut drop off pass at basket for layup. Of course, <laughs> that makes so much sense. It's happened. Hit the button. Angry oh, we hit the wrong button. <laughs> the wrong button. Oh well. <laughs> Uh, it yeah. would be Jawan Gary. One point three three points per possession, according to shot quality. On a on a Jawan Gary cut. Yep. <sighs> so that that hurts missing him. Hopefully he's back for Baylor. And that's the highest like points per possession. But Shaq catch and shoot three has happened fifty one times this year. Wow. How many has he made? Does it say? Uh, it does not have that. It just has <sighs> the number of plays run. That's still good. That's still good. I'd say so. Yeah. That's going to do it. We're, uh, let's see, two of us predicted an Alabama win. One of us predicted a Baylor win. So y'all can all hound Matthew if we win. Woo! Yeah. So that's going to be all. Hopefully we're a lot happier next episode. Ideally. Ideally. We'll see you guys next time. Roll Tide. Roll Tide.